0: Today's guest is a German and a scholar. You probably know him from his reels on Instagram, and if you don't, you owe it to yourself to see what this man is up to. I'm very excited to host my first international guest on this show, percussionist and curator of vibes, Dr. Max Gartner. All right, three, two, one. Awesome.
1: That's an amazing clap I see it in the frequencies here. Yeah, it's definitely <laughs> in in the recording. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I'll make a, you know, we'll make a beat out of it. Yeah, it's cool. We'll 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 sample it and it'll be it'll be great. <laughs> well, man. Um, real quick, I want to know that I can pronounce your name correctly. Yeah. Um. So Max, Max is pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um. Is it is it Gartner?
1: Yeah, you can tell it like that. It's like um, the G A E is like kind of international writing um, because okay. you know in Germany um, it's like the A with the two dots above it, and they say Gartner, Gartner, you know, and everybody everywhere outside the uh, uh, everywhere outside Germany, it's like written in a e because that's the a umlaut we call it like that and um, in uh, kind of international writing of this one letter and um i i prefer everywhere to write it with an a and an e because my website is like you know max gardner like this and so it's it's a google kind of thing you know uh, we use every time the same name so everybody who wants to find you finds you uh, no it's like that it's just simple as yeah. that <laughs> nothing very yeah. spectacular about it
0: yeah, even even something like that is is something that I I don't I don't have to think too much about you know like but being so intentional about how are people going to spell my name abroad yeah or how are people going to find me you know internationally yeah, sure, sure. Uh, that's that's good thinking that's fascinating yeah um, so you're from are you from Germany you're in Germany
1: both I'm from Germany and I'm in Germany at the moment okay
0: yeah i i've i've never been to europe so
1: this is like <laughs> so much to travel in the u s why should you leave the country you know it's everything there you can go to the sea you can go skiing could do everything
0: <laughs> yeah i i'm i'm in the uh the region called the midwest and yeah. so it's very like right now it's very snowy here uh it's it was like I don't even know what the weather is right now because I haven't looked, but it was negative. <laughs> yeah, it's negative ten. Uh, wow! Well, I don't know what that is for you guys. That's probably like it's like just below zero. I see. Uh, it's it's like Fahrenheit, 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 right?
1: Yeah. Okay. I see. Yeah. Yeah.
0: That's another thing that I don't even think about.
1: I think minus two hundred fifty or something is like um, is like uh, zero. Is that right? Uh,
0: so zero. Celsius. I wish we were on Celsius. It just makes so much more sense because yeah. zero is freezing, a hundred is boiling. Uh, for us, thirty-two it's degrees zero. above zero is freezing. Ah, uh, I see. And then. And then it's like I don't even know what boiling is. I think it's two hundred and twelve degrees. Yeah,
1: something like that. So it's like, yeah, I think, um, yeah, I, I just, I just had to, to look at uh, in, in Google. It's like really, um, if you got like a, a freezing point, it's like thirty-two Fahrenheit or something. Yeah.
0: So I yeah, according to Google, it's negative twenty-two degrees Celsius here right yeah. now. Yeah. Um. So not not great. It's not balmy, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it we we range from like this, and uh, we we did have negative uh, let's see negative sixty a couple years ago. Okay, negative sixty Fahrenheit. Uh, what is that? That's quite negative fifty one yeah. degrees Celsius. Wow, uh, we had we had that a few years ago. But then in the summer it'll get up to one hundred and ten degrees, which is like forty three degrees. So it's so like really it extreme. A lot. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I'm not sure exactly what causes that. I think it's just like our weather comes from other parts of the country. Yeah. Um. So if you go to like the if you're anywhere near the ocean, I think the ocean just kind of regulates it, keeps everything moderate and nice. Um, but. We don't. We don't have that luxury. Someday, I'd like to live <laughs> near the ocean. Most was, of most of our population lives by the ocean. Yeah, yeah, but. that's
1: right. And I, and I was like um, touring in uh, California in October, and. Um, the weather was like all the time it was like something like 22 23 degrees and i was like asking you know as like how is it in the summer and how's like when christmas comes or something and they're just like you know it's every time 22 23 degrees <laughs> so it's like yeah. really relaxed kind of thing not too hot not too cold <laughs> it's
0: it's beautiful they have it so easy yeah <laughs> and I, i'm so jealous some people are like oh, they have it easy the, you know a lot of people from the Midwest are very proud of, you know, they, I think it's like, it kind of grows on a lot of people and, and they become, or maybe they're just like, well, I can't leave. So like, I don't have the resources to leave. So <laughs> I just have to learn to love it. Yeah. I have to pretend that I like this. <laughs> yeah. And I, I've never been in that boat. I'm like, no, it's it, it's better. It's better other places. I have, I have family that lives in California yeah. and I have family that lives in like Texas. Um, and so I'm like, it's better out there. <laughs> it's totally better. <laughs> there's no way that we're the best. It's, it's like we have 50 States and there's always like, Oh, mini- Minneapolis or Minnesota. It's, it's the coolest. And I'm like, that's not possible. There's 50 <laughs> States. We can't be the coolest, but yeah, I, I feel like we even, that's another thing. The, the American pride is even like a, on a state level, like regional, people are super proud to be from the Midwest and like all this stuff. I don't know if it's like that in in Europe, but I feel like it's much more extreme here. Yeah, yeah. very proud it of where is. they're from, you know?
1: It is. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, of course, outside of Germany, um, maybe there are some, I mean, of course that everybody is like proud for something because every country is like, I mean, here in Europe, it's like... Um, You know, it's like Italy is like the pizza thing and like the food traditions and um, uh, also in France and something like that. But um, yeah, it's not it's not the same kind of thing. And of course, it's like, you know, in Germany, it's like it's very weird to talk uh, publicly about you're super proud to be German. I think that has something to do with our historic background. You know, in the Nazi Nazi Germany time, something like that. There is lots of um, um, uh, uh, scientific work also about that. You know what what it means today to be German. And when I was touring in California, I worked with the Goethe Institute. That's like the German the German Institute for um, I mean, or it's like the institute that that brings cultural things from Germany to the world you know i think every country has something like that institution worldwide yeah. um, collaborating with the with the embassies or something in the foreign countries and um we had such an inspiring and long talk about what it means i mean to be german today and um how different this is for young people um uh, uh, compared in other countries that i um, as you told you know everybody is super proud to be you know american and has flags everywhere and it's like we would maybe rather you know buy buy clothes an american flag on it and it's like cool you know but not wearing any part of our shirts or something containing some german flags or something it's super weird super interesting to think about that
0: wow so so people there will wear american flags
1: i mean i mean not because they think like in a patriotic way just in, a, in, a, right. in, a, in a, a clothing style kind of way, you know? But nobody or, or not many people would like think of an idea like printing German flags on any shirts and that might be a very cool shirt for the summer or something, you know what I mean? There's like this short kind of hesitation like, ah, uh, maybe not, you know?
0: That's so interesting. It used to be, I know that, um, I don't know how far back in, in US history this goes, but I know it used to be illegal to wear the flag, um, oh, really, I, because it was f- for for like different reasons. It was like un- considered unpatriotic to put the flag on anything that wasn't a flag. Okay, so you couldn't put it on clothes, you couldn't put it on tablecloths, you couldn't put it on anything that wasn't meant to be <laughs> flown as a as a as a sign of your patriotism.
1: And that's why today it's like everywhere because now you're allowed to.
0: I think so. I think that's probably because <laughs> I mean in like the past hundred years, there's so many people who, I mean, especially like country, I feel like country stars will have it like on a cowboy hat or like wear it on a button up shirt, you yeah, know? Yeah. And every, every, like our independence day is fourth of July. And so every fourth of July, there's, there's like, uh, like little, um, oh, what are they called? Like little pinwheels, like those, like Little handheld windmill sort yeah, of things yeah, yeah, yeah. that are red, white, and blue, and there's napkins with with the the flag on it, and it's like, <laughs> huh, it feels weird to it feels weird to like wipe the food off, like wiping the filth off of your face with your, your, your country's flag
1: <laughs> feels a little weird. <laughs> yeah, sure.
0: But so I I think I see where it comes from, but yeah, it's like in the opposite direction. Exactly. I I think more so now we're we're kind of split like we're kind of split down uh into camps where some people are I mean you go anywhere um in like uh more rural communities like where where I'm from um and everybody has an American flag like on their front porch or in their yard. Like a lot of people just have flagpoles in their yard.
1: Yeah. yeah. And
0: there's a there's a flag on it, you know? Um and so but but you go to more like Urban areas, like you go to cities, and people are—it's like weird to fly a flag. Yeah, yeah, people sure. Are, are not super proud of it, and so it ranges. It's it's interesting. Yeah, but what what is the German flag? I I that's another thing I feel like I should know. It's
1: it's it's, uh, uh, it's black, um, red, and gold in stripes. Okay, it's, it's like um, it looks like very similar to the Belgium flag, but in a different kind of way. The stripes are from left to right. Yeah.
0: I think what's cool about a flag is that um there was a TED talk like probably ten years ago now, but uh talking about city flags in America and how most of our city's flags are really bad. They're poorly designed. Yeah. Um and he was talking about the importance of he was like advocating he's like we need better city flags because we need something like we need symbols to rally behind. Okay. And um I think that he, like, he went far to make a point that wasn't, like, super uh, necessary. But it was fascinating. It's like every flag has some sort of symbolism to it. Usually the colors mean something very specific. Um, The orientation will even mean things like that. Um, And so, yeah, it's, it's fascinating. Ever since then, I've been, like... I've been fascinated with with just like flags. I'm like, oh, what does this mean? Because um, a lot of people, even here, don't even know that there's like. I think we learn it when we're really young, but most people don't really know what like the the stripes and the stars they all mean something. The colors represent different things, and yeah, and, uh, yeah I think a lot of people are. And maybe this is a similarity between U.S. and Germany is that people are like, well, we have a we have a colored history, and so. We we don't want to rally behind this flag, and it's like, well, the flag actually represents things that are better than our past. You yeah, know? yeah,
1: I see, you. I um, see. You.
0: And and I think that's kind of that's kind of something that I I appreciate is that it's like, well, we still hold ideals, and we we should be pushing towards like better ideals, you know. And I think maybe that's the point of yeah. of, of a flag. Yeah, it's it's more important than just the flag and like your history. It's like we're trying to make a better. A better thing. Yeah, you know?
1: that that might be right. Yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah,
0: but well, anyways, I, I, fun history lesson. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, so you're from Germany. You're living in Germany. Yeah. Um, I I did do um some mild research on like your your like professional website and all this sort of stuff. Uh, a lot of stuff was kind of in German, and so I'll have to uh just ask for some clarification on some things, but uh, I'm sure that'll be fun though. Um, So you went to multiple universities in Germany?
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I I, um, studied in Berlin um, uh, the most of the time, and I also studied in Frankfurt.
0: Yeah. Okay. And what, because in case anybody doesn't know, if, if, if you're listening to this and haven't heard Max's stuff yet, I encourage you to go listen to it because <laughs> it, it it's just incredible. But like thank you. I I think that your approach to making music, it it's very reminiscent of to me, um, someone like Count Cole, who um, I don't know if you've seen his percussion stuff on on Instagram. Uh-huh. Um, but it's very like very uh like homemade beats, you know, and he'll go about very unconventional ways to capture sounds and the goal it's it's like it clearly starts from a sound in his head and he he's not concerned with doing it the proper way he's concerned with getting the the cool the awesome sound in his head and i i'm i'm fascinated with where that sort of thing comes from because uh-huh. i've i've been fortunate to like meet and work with a few people who are so not uh, type A when it comes to their approach mm-hmm. to making really interesting sounds, um, and what what was that like? Like, how did you did you have a proper uh, education growing up as far as like your instrument or as far as just m- the the approach, your outlook on music?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's maybe yeah, that's a good question. It's like maybe a bit, um, yeah. I, the let's say the when it all started I was like a child, you know. I was like playing piano because everybody in our family had to, because we had a piano, you know, so everybody would want to do some music first had to play some piano. And um mm-hmm. I, I then no, it was, it was like, I, I feel like I wanted to do something a bit cooler, you know, play in a band or something. So I started to play the drum set. And that was my first start uh, starting point with anything hitting things, you know, I was like about, I don't know, six years or seven years or something. And I had a, you know, snare drum. And and did some practice on that, but not too much. It was like uh, usual things, and then playing in, in in a band and do some bad songs and some first gigs or something. You know, it's like like maybe many people start, and um, I wasn't like very involved in that classical kind of way because nothing um, in the family came from this direction so there was also nobody who was like you know asking me for playing some you know super talent young people competitions or, or like playing in an orchestra or something because nobody was like um, socialized in that way so I could prob- I mean pretty much do everything I want without anybody asking questions um, and then I mean after school I started um, to study classical percussion and I didn't really have an idea of what this would mean because it was like really pretty much. I mean, today I teach also some students, and, and whenever I tell the story about I, the first marimba, the first really big marimba was like uh, that I saw was like when I entered the door to the auditions to become part of the university and study there, you know, the entrance exam, I opened the door and for the first time I saw a marimba, big like, you know, this marimba that we might know today. Um, and it was like super interesting because i really grew up in the country i grew up in the countryside and and with my drum set and a bit band stuff heavy metal stuff kind of thing and i i had like a tiny xylophone or something like that and practice on that and then i went you know some steps in the you know real world in the in the big world of some adults and you know did my entrance exam at the at the music university and Then I studied, like, I I, I finished two diplomas, one in an artificial kind of way, orchestral percussionist, and one, like, um, uh, in a more pedagogical kind of way, like an instrumental teacher thing. And, um, I mean, I I don't want to miss that time. It opened so many doors for me, and I had the chance to play uh, and work with an amazing bunch of of, of really inspiring artists. Um, But there was this time during the studies where I decided like um, I missed something or maybe I miss a few things. It's like um, I don't know, but I think it's like pretty much the same internationally because the percussionist, the classical percussionist bubble is not that big. Um, There are some very few kind of ideas in the heads of old professors, what a student might become uh, after uh, after the studies when he's like diligently practicing for years of course is like either you become an orchestral percussionist or you become a soloist um, or you become a teacher at a music school these are the basic three opportunities that I mean the classical professor kind of thing has in mind when he's like working with you and tries to figure out what might be the best uh, job in the future for you Um and I was like, I had the chance to to go on tour um during the last semesters of my study with the um, Berlin Philharmonic, um because my professors were playing there and they were inviting me to to go on a on a tour with them and then play there, and um that was like a very important moment for me where it like came to my mind that this might not be the perfect. Future job for me, and I don't want maybe to spend years and years of practice um, to win an audition for something like a symphony orchestra and work there the la- uh, the, the rest of my life. And um, that was a very important step for me. And um, the other thing is like when you like do some do some research on the on the classical contemporary percussion soloist thing. I mean that might be almost the same in the classical soloist scene um, not specialized in any instruments like piano soloist or violin soloist or something like that um, they all have some kind of special um, way of presenting themselves so they're very interesting, uh, interested of course in presenting their personality and, and like um, yeah and I have the feeling many of them do it in a very strange kind of way this classical you know star thing is like a thing I can't identify too much with and coming to the case of classical percussion it's like to me since I, I met that first it's like until the present day it's like so strange for me to watch people like you know moving so artificially super sexy and nice to hit a drum you know what I mean? It's like so, so. Um, I, I may, maybe artificial is not the real word, but it's like they, they need to do so. St- I mean they, they think more about how they look while they hit the drums, um, than how the drums sound when they hit them. And that was a thing like yeah. that was very strange to me. So, this classical kind, and and you have to do some things like that to be very successful in in this branch to work as a soloist as a percussionist and i was like really not part of that feeling and so i i was like very separating also from this um direction and i mean being a teacher is like a very important thing for me i love to teach also and i teach some students and and i love that very much and yeah that's very cool but i was like at this moment searching for a very individual artistic direction that I have the possibility to express my, um, my my feelings like how how sound could could come out of these instruments and um I did a lot of electroacoustic things I work a lot of ele- with electronics that's also a topic where I wrote my dissertation about, um, because I liked um to to like um to like add some effects or some other things to the percussion sound to like um yeah make the sound something kind of bigger or something like that because i was always searching or maybe thinking of uh, for example if you hear like Miles Davis kind of thing trumpet players or something they have the chance you know to start playing a note and after that the personality of the player has the chance to to shape the sound of the note for as long as they are able to breathe mm, yeah and that was a very i mean that's only an example this trumpet thing but i i think many people can relate to that you know if you hear a trumpet and in this i mean this smooth miles davis sound is something like many people might have heard um it's like you hear partly you hear a note part you partly you hear the instrument itself and partly you hear the the breath of the player you know you when you listen very carefully you can hear the air coming out of the instrument it's like he's standing beside you and and it's like breathing into your ear or something or or uh, yeah and that was like something i missed so much um when playing like with a stick on a marimba or a vibraphone or a drum and you play it and the loudest the loudest moment or the most intensive moment is every time like the moment when you hit the, the instrument with a with a stick. And after that, I mean, depending if it's a vibraphone or is it's like a, a stone or something like else, it, it, it has a, a sustain that is longer or shorter depending on the instrument. But um, it's like fading away every time the same. And I was like mm. searching so long and I'm still in Quest, but I mean, I think... Um, you, you're also a part of my, of my uh, pleasure to be a guest here is like the recently published um, microphone techniques and something I researched on. Um, I, I'm still finding new ways of how I can maybe change the sound of the instrument after I already played something. That was like the main thing, how I came to what I do now and yeah, what will come also next year, something like that. Yeah, Maybe that helps a bit.
0: Yeah. And that's so, that's so interesting. I think that's incredibly well said to say that, um, it, 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 when you play something, I think that's when you sound, that that's when you hear almost the least of the personality of the person. It's, it's how the note is sustained. It's how, um, you know, for maybe those, those more theatrical, traditional, uh, classical players, it's, it's the, the theater you bring to it in actually hitting it. Um, but uh it reminds me of what my um uh, guitar instructor told me uh when i was what is i was probably like 17 or 18 and he said the the tone of your of your playing is mostly in your hands and he kind of rank ordered it he's like the 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 hands that are playing it is the biggest factor and then it's the instrument and then it's what the instrument is going into whether that's uh, like if it's an electric, like if it's an electric guitar, it's what amplifier is it going into? What pedals is it going through? Um, and I've seen so many people who break all the conventions of just what guitar is supposed to sound like, and that's that's when I get the most excited about my own instrument. Is when I hear other people bring uh, just a completely left field way of of playing their instrument, and it's it's really like it's really incredible to watch sometimes I remember the first time I saw somebody like crouch down to turn dials on their pedal board while they were playing <laughs> and it it blew my mind I could not really like it was it was honestly so alien, and I was just like that is like Which is, which is one of those moments that I think, um, is, is very formative when you hear something and you're like, I've never seen or heard this before. Yeah. And it just, it, 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 it pierces like all of your, like you have this worldview almost of what your instrument is. And you, you're like, I have a really good understanding of it. And then somebody comes along and just ruins it (laughs) in, in the best, in the best way, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I, I think that's so fascinating. And to to be able to do that with something like percussion is something that I'm not as familiar with. And maybe that's why I was so like, as soon as I saw your page, I was like, this guy is doing something <laughs> that I don't see. And um, it, it's so it's so distinct. Like, I, I, I don't know if what genre or what style group I would put Put the whole um, the specifically like the marimba with handheld mics. I don't know what category I would even put that in. (laughs) Same
1: for me. I don't know.
0: But but it's distinct. Like I hear it and it reminds me of other things that I've heard, and I'm like, this is. It's so easy to hear this in a context. Like it's easy to picture where it could be used. Yeah. Um, And I think that's the difference between um, experimenting and coming up with like some you know, uh, really fascinating and exciting new techniques and just messing around, Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, like there's a difference, you know, between... And maybe sometimes just messing around is how you get there. Um, but, uh, you know, there, there are some people who just mess around and make weird noises. It's not that interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um sure. But to be able to take it and make it a part of like your voice on an instrument is really another thing. And that's really it's it's tough it's something that i think that um you know i i don't have a i don't have a classical training i don't have a like professional like i never i never went to university so like i don't have a professional training in my instrument in that context um and so it's it's something but it's something that we all uh struggle with and like strive toward it's like finding your voice is this it's it's hard to Even be self-aware of sometimes it's like what is my voice um and it's kind of this combination of the things that you know how to do and the stuff that you're listening to um and and they kind of like blend and make this sound in your head that you're you're always trying to imitate um when did you first did you see it from someone when you had the idea to like i'm gonna hold this microphone and I'm going to move this around and create dynamics with it. Was that something that you just like tried? You're like this will be weird.
1: I mean, I mean I was I was like really experimenting with the microphone things for a long time just because I mean, uh, placing of microphones even if you don't have them into your hands is like a very important thing Um, for musicians that i mean i do a lot of uh remote recordings here in the studio for artists that you know need some percussion parts or something and want me to play on their on their um on their tracks or their albums or something and um so i do think a lot in any way how of, of mic placement or something like that and um I was like very, very much, um, um, yeah, I mean, experimenting with that a long time. And then I was like seeing um, uh, a reel in Instagram from a drummer called um, Arthur Dubois, I think. I hope I spell him right. It's like Art Dubois is like his username. Um, And uh, he was like doing this, playing the snare drum in one clip or something. I mean, he usually plays like very creative drum beats, and at one clip, he was like using a microphone to to um, cause some feedback to get some special sound of one instrument or something. Um, And I was like very impressed on that, and and I was like, hey, why why not trying this also with my vibraphone? And um, yeah, that was where it all started with the with the reels trying things out. And I have like really the feeling was like very emotional. Um, moment for me because you know you're like um, I mean behind this smiling real recording thing on social media every artist knows what I'm talking about when I say um, the way of experimenting things and like it's like so many things are like not working that you try out and you have the feeling you're like stepping on on one place and don't come you know to anything because I don't know it's like it's like all about getting ideas getting creative and um yeah it's also hard many times because of of course not every day you get some very extremely new idea and and go on with that and you're so happy and you know and so this was a Mm -hmm. very because for years i was like searching for that and i've also as i told i i feel very much in the middle of the process right now but um it was like so extremely emotional and very special for me, like to having the feeling to be a, a huge step forward to like finding what I was like for years thinking I, I will find, you know, my, my way, my voice of playing percussion instruments and like, yeah, yeah. Developing something at that point. So this was like a very, very special moment. Also like the um, the modular synthesizer, uh, combination was like a very very um, important point in that in that view
0: yeah and that that's that's been such a joy to to see through I, I i wanted to come up with a um a small like there was a part of me that wanted to come up with uh a favorite video of yours and tell you like this one was my favorite it was really <laughs> tough because you do so many different things yeah um with delay pedals and modular synths and uh obviously the mic placements um and I, it's funny that you, um, you mention uh, Arthur because I, I discovered him. The algorithm, I think, yeah, uh, maybe. <laughs> showed him to me right after I discovered you. Ah. Um, so, and I, and I don't remember how, like, I don't remember what I had seen in my feed before I saw you. And then I was like, oh, I'm going to check this guy out. But it was very shortly after that, that, um, that Arthur showed up in my, in my feed as well. And yeah. so it's 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 fascinating. I was like, oh, I'm gonna look this guy up. And I was like, oh yeah, I follow him. And I was like, oh, it's this guy. <laughs> um, yeah, and and this type of stuff. It, the video of his that sticks out to me is the one where he's like bowing a drum head.
1: Ah, yeah, with yeah. With
0: like a, like a hole in it.
1: I saw that, yeah.
0: Absolutely crazy. Yeah. And he, he mics that and oh, it's...
1: He's so creative. Yeah,
0: yeah. Where, where you like... And I think that is almost... Uh, it almost harkens back to, like, the, like, in more traditional, like, what you were sort of talking about, like, the theatrics of if you're going to be a, like, a classical soloist. Yeah. You know, you kind of have to hit things a certain way. It, it's almost like people need something to look at. Yeah, sure. And this kind of stuff is fun to look at. Like, what he's doing, hitting ukuleles, bowing drum heads. It's like, <laughs> it's, it's fascinating to look at as well as... As it's as interesting to look at as it is to hear. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I think that uh, that's another thing that's so fun about um, marimba and especially your approach is like, when you hit, when you hit something and then you, you scrape another thing along it or you, you hit it while the mic is up against it or you, you know, um, like changing, ch- like slightly changing the pitch by pressing on one of the marimba, yeah. uh tongues you know um that sort of stuff it's like that's where the personality comes in because it's like there's even you know there's there's s- like uh synthesized marimbas and it's like wh- how are you going to set yourself apart from these virtual instruments that are yeah. catching up in sound quality yeah and it's like a lot of this stuff is i think how um it it's going to continue to be set apart you know, like drum loops uh, and drum machines can't replicate what somebody like Count Cole is doing. yeah um, and I, I, I think that that stuff is so it, it makes it so human, putting things on top of each other and hitting them and seeing what they sound like. Um, like I, I, I noticed one of the one of the ones that I hadn't seen until today was the one where you put like these thumbtacks on the tongues of the marimba uh, and we're yeah. bowing it. And it created this like interesting like this intriguing sizzle, you know. Yeah, yeah. Things almost, almost kind of uh, I don't know if it's intentionally replicating some of the lo-fi beats, but it 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 fits so well yeah. with that with that aesthetic, you yeah, know? Yeah. I think it's also just fascinating to me that this is where you've ended up, like <laughs> yeah. from a from like a classical uh education to end up to end up doing something so uh, non, so, something so atypical, you know. Yeah. Um, I'm also curious to to ask you what, because um, I have a lot of friends. I'm uh, I'm at an age where a lot of my peers are in college and graduating from college. I see. And so um, they talk about um, something that you had mentioned, where where you have this you have this element of your professors kind of guiding you down a path yeah where where they see in their minds they're like well if you're going to do this profession there's only so many ways to do it you know you teach you do what i do <laughs> you know uh or you or you or i will suggest that you do this like a or b yeah. or you do what i do yeah. because i'm awesome yeah you know <laughs> and uh uh it it's it's fascinating because I see a lot of my friends breaking out of that and their professors not getting it.
1: Their professors
0: yeah. are like, well, that's not really that's not really a, a feasible thing. Yeah. But my but they're but they're doing it. My my friends who are out of like leaving college and then making careers out of what they do. Yeah. Um despite what their professor suggested. I see. It's so it's so great. It's like a punk rock mentality almost
1: yeah sure um, sure
0: of like making your own way and
1: i mean i have the feeling you know t- talking about this um i mean if you think about the classical music scene I mean, it doesn't mean that I always talk about this like that. It's like I don't like classical music, you know. I also get emotional when I, when I hear a nice orchestral piece or something. But um, mm-hmm. it's like if we talk about this classical music scene that is like constantly searching for new ways like to get young people into the concerts because no young people is, uh, you know, is, is like interested in going to a symphony concert. I mean, if they're not music students themselves or something like that. Um, So there's like a a question one has to ask when you do something. I I mean, that was the main question I was asking myself so many times when, when I was like struggling with, you know, obviously professors not like celebrating the experiments you do all day. I mean, not every professor celebrating something like that, but I was like, clapping my own my my own shoulder in a way to motivate me and say you know m- might it be worse if you as a young as a young um, a musician that is like in the middle of his studies does something that he thinks is like so revolutionary because he invites something very new and all the old gray guys you know that are part of the system that you are trying to develop further are like clapping and, and celebrating that and think, you know, that's a very great thing. That might mean, I mean, that might mean the thing that they are like so open-minded and looking into the future, questioning themselves every day, you know. But the truth often is like, if they are like celebrating what you are doing, you probably do something that they also do. And that's not like developing your own art into the future. So... That's a good motivation for everybody that has maybe a professor or something that's like a bit questioning things. Um, the more questions from old guys, you know, you get, the better my, maybe your development as an artist is.
0: Yeah. Okay. Then, then that makes me wonder: who is there? Is there any feedback that you've gotten um, online or in person or with the people that you've ha- like been working with? you know, you talk about like the, the, the old guys clapping and, and like how that, that can mean that can be, that can be really good or it can be like, it can be really good, but it can also mean like you might be doing the same, the same old thing, Yeah, sure. but, but really well, like you're doing the same old thing, but really well. And yeah. so they love it. Yeah. What's, what's, what's a piece of like feedback or just any response to what you're doing now with this whole experimenting and trying to push the boundaries of what this, instrument does, um, where you were just like, yes, I'm on the right track. Do you, do you get that? Where, where somebody responds and you're like, okay, I feel good because this person was moved by it.
1: Yeah, I mean there were like, and there are there are, uh, because I mean um, through Instagram and something like that, it's a huge thing to get in touch with people also like you um, internationally that are like kind of you know liking uh, modern music approaches something like that and um the moment when i start when I started getting feedback from i mean young people on the social medias and also after concerts or in workshops or it 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 doesn't have to be only young people but um some kind of young minded people you know you see them and you know they're like not like thinking of the past but they're looking forward to the future or something like that and there's a special kind of of people when they are attracted by your art you have the feeling of oh yeah I have the feeling like now I'm reaching the people that I want to reach with what I'm doing I'm not too interested in you know getting Getting like compliments by uh, a very, very impressive um, um, university staff or something like that, the professors or something. That's like a a game for itself. And you have to play in the game, you know, to really get attention. And the interesting thing, and maybe the most or the biggest compliment is like, I have the feeling they, they don't even like recognize that because mm, yeah it's like part of such a new world it's like I, i'm doing this mostly online and i do this in my performances and you know young people come up to the performances and it's like kind of a very uh, untraditional concerts that take place you know um not like in a concert hall and something like that and people are sitting and yeah, I have the feeling there's there's um, a lot of development around me. I didn't really, you know, aim for that. I was just like, as you can see in my, uh, well, because you're talking like about the Instagram feed, um, I've been doing this for years and just doing and just doing and just experimenting. But now it's like I have the feeling, um, yeah, there's like a point where it attracts like the people that I have the feeling it's like worth um yeah to to go on and and like be part of this development and like yeah getting exchange with the people and talk to them and you know it's, it makes them of course makes me feel very very good to get positive feedback but also the the um the point that there, there come questions and they're thinking of, oh, it's so amazing. Like how do, uh, how did you think about using maybe the microphone? And I tell this, what I told uh, you b- because of the sound after I beat the, mel- uh, the, the instrument and everybody's like really in a creative exchange through Instagram and also other, other um, social media channels or something like that. And also after the shows, um, yeah, that's, that's like a really main point for me.
0: Yeah. I, I think that, uh, Another thing I noticed as far as uh, response on Instagram I did just because it's it's always fascinating to me to to like scroll like dredge through the comments a little bit yeah. um, and I noticed a couple of uh, uh, common denominators in in the comments around yeah. your stuff and in the videos where you're you're manually moving the microphone around I noticed that there were a few comments that kept cropping up of you know, there's a motor that does this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I just, and I just thought, like, that's not the point. No, like, sure. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the point, yeah. It's like you could, you could, but one, it, it isn't the same. Yeah. It's, it's, it's the same. It's the same. Uh, I guess effect. But no, it doesn't sound the same. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and the what i see like what comes across in the stuff you're recording is is one like you said it it doesn't feel curated for an algorithm it just feels like you're capturing what you do and what you've been doing um which which comes across like that translates really well um it doesn't seem like because there's a lot of content where it feels like this was made to uh, do really well in an algorithm. Yeah, sure. And it's great. It's great to see things do well in an algorithm, but there, there's a sense of authenticity to it where it's just like, this is, this is just my thing and I'm putting it out there. And then, uh, yeah, but also the spirit of what you're chasing and what you're going after in, in these, these loops, in these, like in these videos you're putting out is that, you're pushing to see like, what can I get this instrument to do? Yeah. And it's not the same as just turning on an effect, you know, or, or putting, you know, the, whatever, if that's a rotary sort of thing. I don't know the, the, the term for like that motor in the marimba, but yeah. um, it, like it's, it's different. And it's not in the same spirit to just be like, I'm going to put an effect on and then play the same thing. It's like, well, no, I'm experimenting to see what I can get this to do you know um and i I find that i find that so fascinating like that's the thing that sticks out to me why i why i wanted to to talk in in the first place is like clearly this person is is chasing and pushing to find things um out of like like exploring the possibilities of what this instrument is even capable of and yeah that that sort of thing is so inspiring and i I feel like that is is something that keeps popping up in my mind as like i as I do so much work in music feeling terrified that sometimes I get bored you know sometimes I get like too familiar with my sound yeah. um, and i I think that that is something that needs to be fought against and I think that I think that what you're doing is, is like one of the, one of the cures for that. Um, So I, I think that um, I'm also curious to know what sort of thing like inspires you to make a particular sound. Like it, does it sometimes just spark from uh, something as trivial as like, I'm just going to move things and, and play a thing. I'm just going to move things. Or, or do you have like a sound in your head?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I know I know what you I know what you mean. It's like um I have the feeling I'm I'm mostly inspired by non-percussion instruments. I especially in the classical percussion um way, because it's like I mean for sure they're like, you know, adorable jazz vibraphone players like Gary Burton or something that is like really inspiring because he's like so um, you know, amazing improviser or something like that But um, and, and also like drummers or something they have a groove that's like outstanding but um, when I go for new things I don't think I have a special sound of maybe the vibraphone or something in my head um, but I have like um, I, I have the feeling I, I'm like trying to do something that Um, I think of singing or something. There is like, I I often thought about that's very interesting that you asked that because maybe that might, that might um, be an important part for that. There's like, I don't know, um, how is it called? There is a, a, a guitar effect where the sound of the guitar comes out of a, there's something like a small speaker or something or or a rope or something placed beside a microphone and the sound of the guitar gets into your mouth and you're able to form the sound. You know what I mean?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like a talk box.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. A talk box. That was the thing I was searching for. And, um, I I was, I'm, I'm pretty much very often when I, when I play and I improvise a lot and, and something of that, you know, I, I capture and, and, and it comes out in my Insta channel and something not, um, it's like I I think of how I, or, or I think of forming the sound in my mouth, which is like a very personal kind of way, you know, you can move your tongue around and you make your mouth bigger or smaller or something. And so I have the feeling like I press the beater on the plate and thinking about a sound, how I want it to sound. As I as it come or as it came out of my mouth, something like that. That might sound a bit weird, but that's like the approach I have when I am searching for new sounds. Um, and of course, it's also a combination. I did a lot of contemporary and on, until the present day, I do a lot of contemporary music and um, work together with young composers for experimental kind of things. And um, many of the effects I use. Um, are inspired by like contemporary music pieces, like putting something on the plates that resonate or, or, or doing like the pitch band thing that you were talking about and something like that. Um, all these are like effects that um, are from time to time also um, used in pieces or, or also Gary Burton, the jazz vibraphone player, did use this pitch band thing. And I'm just like, um, I'm trying to, develop the sound creation, you know, in a, in a more intense and more personal kind of way. Um, and also, and that's very interesting that you, that you told, um, this before my, my really big aim is like, um, to make the percussion instruments that I use for this experiments, like, um, suitable to be part of a music And that's also why I do all my insta reels um, to to music, you know, to to a beat or to a harmony or to a song or something like that. Because I have a feeling like until the present day, there's not like the real thing um, where you can implement a thing like a marimba or a vibraphone into a song um, and and it does really something positive. About it. I mean, if you're not playing in a in a jazz quintet and you're the jazz vibraphone player or something, that's of of course something that works and worked for decades or something. But in a modern music kind of way, there is until the present day, I have the feeling no real place for the percussionist um, that I am. I mean, of of course there might be chances to you know put a shaker on and do something. (laughs) Conga stuff or something, but I want to you know develop the percussion instruments, um, the mallet instruments, vibraphone, etc. in a way that makes them like interesting for modern approaches of music composition and music production. Um, yeah, and that's the way I am on about at the moment. Hearing hearing you
0: explain that reminds me of just this this idea in sort of the the band world of like of like drums guitar bass keys all that sort of stuff where yeah. if you're doing a live performance where there's going to be some level of like improvisation um and and changing things and adjusting things on the fly because yeah. um a lot of like just about every setting I play in is with different people and so there's always some element of like you you come prepared but there's always an element of how am i going to fit into this group how am i going to fit into the sound that we're making because at the end of the day we're making one sound um you know when when a person hears a song they're hearing one thing in a, yeah. in in a certain context and so thinking of what is my role in this context is 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 something that is interesting to hear you describe because um I think and I I correct me if I'm wrong here but I feel like it's it goes it that goes outside of the more classical approach where it's like this is your this is your part this is the piece um and your role and your uh your place in this context is already very clearly defined um but thinking of in a in a more contemporary sense of like how do I fit in with these other genres? How do I fit in with these other styles? Um, is, is so like, that's, that kind of makes or breaks um, uh, like careers almost in, in, <laughs> like, in my world of music. It's like, if you, it, it's, it's so dependent on like how you fit in with any particular group um, and with any other musicians that you're working with. Um, And I think that that also just makes like the best uh, recording musicians, like the best session musicians. Um, People like Aaron Sterling, who I'm a huge fan of, uh, where sometimes he'll... I think he said in an interview one time that um, sometimes when I'm starting to write, sometimes I'll start with a drum machine. And I, I like that was that was like wild news for the person he was talking to. It's like, you start with a drum machine. And it's like, yeah, if it's right for the song, you know, I'm not gonna, if, if it doesn't make sense for me to be playing a big boomy kit, you know, which is maybe like part of his signature sound, yeah. Uh, then why would I do it if it doesn't make sense for the music? Yeah. Um, and so there's that, I, I wish there was like a better way to describe it. And maybe there's a term for it or a, or a concept but that that mentality of like how do I fit, how do I fit in here um, and that is a completely different approach to an instrument like it changes how you're going to play that instrument, and I think um, you know a lot of a lot of other musicians who are sort of pushing pushing the boundaries on their own sound, they do what you also described where it's uh being inspired by instrumentalists that don't play your instrument or being inspired by vocalists yeah. and you're playing an instrument, not singing. Um, because uh, it, it's all in service to this final sound, not just you. It's not you in your own, you know, headspace. Yeah. Um, it's not Extension. you in your own little world of like, I'm going to be the best, you know. Marimba player. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm gonna be the best guitar player.
1: But that's uh, it. Might be it might be even uh, uh, very similar in the guitar world, right? That's a thing that many young people. I have the feeling, or students, maybe, or something, come up with. It's like it's all about you know developing more. Um, speed and more you know know, like craziness and like uh, nobody's thinking of i mean that that's of course that's an extreme formulation but it's like many of them are like thinking like that and not thinking like what can be my part of this bigger kind of thing and how can i like kind of hide myself into this whole sound and there's no need of you know my face showing up somewhere in this in this uh, in this music. It's like I'm just it's just service. It, I, I do my very best to like fit my sound my voice into this piece of music and like be at service for the for the whole uh, artwork.
0: Right, right. Because it it's it's jarring when you do hear um, recordings of like where somebody is. Clearly showing themselves off, yeah. you know, uh, and it's not in service to the song. Yeah, um, and I think that's something that that comes with maturity. And I'm not saying this from the context of like I have this figured out because I I don't, but um, it's something that I'm aware of. Yeah. Where it's like the that that sound is very distinct when you hear an instrument come into a recording and it it takes you out of it versus feeling like a new progression in the in the song, like in the next step yeah. um, in where the music is going. These are completely different things. And it starts with, I think, largely it starts from your approach to your instrument. And it's like, is, are you doing this for you? Or are you doing this for the song? Or are you doing this for the music? Exactly. Um, and a lot of my favorite, um, like the people that, that I know and work with who have inspired me the most are people who are, they have the one, one of my friends who um, is, is a drummer. um, He, he said it really well and it, I, it, it always stays in my brain, but he said, my first love isn't drums. My first love is music. Yeah. And that like, it almost brought me to tears when I, like I first heard it, it like really impacted me because I was struggling with, Feeling inadequate as as my own like in my own uh, world as a guitarist, um, and feeling like, well, my sounds aren't as good as so and so. I'm not as good of a player as this person, Um, and it's like that's kind of not the point. That's uh, that's really not the point when you're in the business of making great music.
1: Yeah, Um, exactly.
0: And and remembering that like the sounds that got you, like the sounds that inspired me to play guitar were not were not like these incredibly proficient, like very technical things. It was just, I love music. And hearing a song that like makes you cry or like makes you so excited about your situation in life. You hear a song and you roll windows down and you're just like, this is the best. Yeah, um, It's all like, that's, I feel like what we're chasing is like that, is like a feeling from the music, not... A performance almost if if that makes sense
1: absolutely so
0: yeah it's incredibly inspiring to to talk to you and like break these things apart from your perspective
1: happy to hear that
0: (laughs) absolutely what uh what what sort of things are you are you looking forward to do you have any do you have any sort of things that are like on the horizon or projects that you're working on do you do you release your own music
1: yeah that's a that's a very important thing um Uh, good good question it's like i'm at the moment i'm um i'm working on releasing my own music Uh, it will come out in spring uh, uh next year um because i i mean i did a lot of work like working on my sound and something like that and played a lot of reels on instagram to songs of other great artists but um i was like feeling it's time to not only play the sounds with my instruments but also like produce the music around it and to you know release some own music some very personal kind of thing and that will take place um next year so if you do some i mean uh, uh, if you do some some uh, description or links or something in your in your uh, sh- show notes or something um, just just keep in touch with, with my instagram page um, maybe the best um, way to get to know when the music comes and there's also like very interesting things so many people were like asking me um about the sounds and that was also a very interesting thing that lots of producers were like very interested in the sound of um of that I was producing because they were like asking themselves if they could use some of my sounds maybe to produce their own tracks uh, I'm, very interesting question i didn't think about that before, but that led to um, one thing that also will come out um, next, uh, beginning of the next year is like the first the very first sample pack that is like produced uh, it, it could, will contain a um, um, collection of 100 sounds that I recorded here in the studio some experimental things with the microphones and with the extended playing techniques um, yeah something like that so these are very two um, yeah very actual projects that really come out um very early twenty
0: twenty three that's amazing i'm I'm very excited because <laughs> as a as a as a producer myself like i'm i'm very excited to get my hands on that um so you have a sample pack and then you have your own original music that's coming out twenty twenty three yeah so that'll be a big year that'll be a big year
1: yeah i hope so yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> so yes and i and i will uh include um you know links to like a link to your Instagram. And if you have any other links that you'd like to send me, I would love to share those with, with people who are listening to this. Um, and, and I, I'd love to post about that on my, my Instagram as well. Um, I, I'm very excited for the sorts of things that, that you're going to be producing in the future because just the, I don't know if you, uh, follow Mark Leterry um, from Snarky Puppy. Uh Um, but, uh, he, he described like his, um, he would do like these these like funk loops. This was like probably five years ago now. Yeah. Um. He he still does them, but like when he started doing it, he kind of described it as like they're these little samplings. They're like they're like a uh, like skittles, and you go through them and you just like get a nice little taste of something. Yeah. Um. And then a lot of those led to um, uh, those those loops that he would make. They led to some of his records that he produced. He yeah. He, you know, he made two baritone albums where the whole concept was like funk loops that he had been working on and then expanded them um and so this kind of this feels a little bit reminiscent of that where it's like we've we've had the samplings and so and so now we we get to we get to get the um the full meal i guess (laughs) so (laughs) i'm excited yeah excited this is this is gonna be great and i wish all the best and and uh i hope it i hope it does really well i think i think it will
1: Thank you so much yeah looking forward to that
0: well it's it's been a pleasure having you on um
1: thanks for having me It's a big pleasure for me to be your guest
0: yeah and this is my you're my first uh international Ooh. guest so this is this is groundbreaking
1: people have to know you you got up really early you know to catch me here in my in my break
0: yeah <laughs> yes it's six it's six o'clock right now, and you know i'm I'm so glad I will get up at any time to have conversations like this. This is <laughs> this is a dream. So, um I'm ready to get out there and take this inspiration that I've gotten from you. So, this is like why I do this, by the way. This is like <laughs> this is selfish. This is all for me. This isn't for anybody else. It's this
1: amazing. Just... <laughs> the best podcasts come out of such uh, I think such intentions.
0: Yeah, and getting to just getting to um talk with people and then having like for me it was it was always this idea of of like having a conversation and being like, damn, that was so inspiring. I wish I could share that. That's literally why I do this podcast is, is because I'll talk with people and I'm like, I needed to share that with somebody and I can't. It's like, well, we recorded it, so. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so I'm I'm so excited to get this out there. I might use this as like a, uh, a milestone for uh, maybe getting more international artists. Super cool. It's, it's so funny that I didn't even it's incidental like it's <laughs> I didn't know you were international um, so it's a pleasure
1: same on my side thank you so much